You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Here's today's question. So Melanie sent us a link and the title is Homosexual Has Always Been in the Bible. And so I'm going to let you kind of summarize that. Has, has homosexuality always been in the Bible? Forgive me, forgive me. Very important distinction. Very important distinction. And she said, I had a friend send me this. I'm very interested in Dr. Easley's thoughts as I'm raising my girls and I want to educate them appropriately on this topic. So Give us a digest of that article, and then obviously we want to know your thoughts. Well, well, the the short version of the article is it's written by a very liberal person that act, has a pro LGBTQ agenda. So you have to start there, right? And when you look at these, they often talk about these six club questions, meaning they're clubbed over the head with these six passages. That's because these passages are pretty clear about human sexuality. And so we have to push back and fight and dissect those passages to say they don't mean what they mean. That's your only objective. Either either that or you have to say the Bible's wrong or untrue or I don't believe it. Before I go further, I want to put in our show notes uh, Christopher Yuan's most recent book called Holy Sexuality in the Gospel. Holy, H-O-L-Y, Holy Sexuality in the Gospel, Sex, Desire, and Relationship shaped by God's grand story. Christopher Yuan. I cannot recommend that book enough. And we've got an interview with him on that specific book, and Casey can link that also in the yes. show notes so you can get a primer of that. Yeah. Of so that book. it's very important to understand this. So if you're coming from an LGBTQAI plus perspective, you're going to go after these verses and try to dismantle them. Now, the word that this article refers to is an unusual word. There are times in the New Testament where the authors coin a word. For example, Paul will make words in, the one of my favorite is soon ergon, co-worker. And he uses this word in Romans chapter 16 when he's talking about all the fellow workers who helped him in establishing the church in Rome. That word's not in the, quote, dictionary, close quote, as if there was one. So when words are coined or created or two words put together, that doesn't mean they were never there. And you must understand the translations from Hebrew, uh, to, to the Hebrew, Greek, primarily those three. There is some Aramaic in our Old Testament. But point being, the idea of word-for-word translation is a bit of a, it can't happen. There's syntax, there's idioms, there's expressions, there's nuances, and as I always say, you must look at how a word is used to determine meaning. Now, the word that's in this article is a bit unusual. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and in 1 Timothy 1, we find the word uh, which basically means man, and it's a Greek word koite, and that sounds like a man in his bed or a man who beds other men is the way the word's used. In Leviticus 18 and verse 20, that was the referent Paul is using. So when he reads Leviticus 18 and 20, that's what he's referring to. You don't have to know uh, know, Greek and Hebrew to read this. You can just look online at a transliteration, and you can pull up any of your U-verse or uh, the Bible hub, and you can scan down these words, compare them if you want to go that deep. But Paul is intentionally using the Torah to coin this new word. So he has in mind Old Testament theology. And 
I think Paul is, I mean, he's, he's an Old Testament scholar, so this would make perfect sense the way he's using it. So I don't want to get too far down the weeds on this. I want to say at the high level, whenever you read an LGBTQAI plus changing the terminology of the Bible to accommodate their view or attacking history to accommodate their view, I'm going to lean on the authority of Scripture. I'm going to lean on the common way the word is used, not the way people who have a, it's not a hidden agenda, it's a plain, clear agenda to change the Bible's meaning, to vilify it, to say it was antiquated, it doesn't apply today, to uh, absolve themselves of living contrary to what Scripture says. And I think for me, I mean, it's so easy to get like lost in the weeds with all of this stuff. And just going back big picture, what was God's design and original plan? Like when we read in Genesis, what did he make? He made, he made light and darkness. He made day and night. He made all of these opposites. He made man and woman. Then he tells them to get married, to leave, cleave, to become one. In Ephesians, Paul gives us a whole thing about what marriage is supposed to look like. And, you know, I mean, it's like over and over and over, it's not fall in love with whoever. And what, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, like there, there was a clear plan and design from the beginning that is maintained throughout the body of scripture. And one of the things Christopher and I have talked about, as well as Rosario Butterfield and I've talked about, your identity can't be in your choice of sexual preference or recreating your gender. That, that becomes ludicrous carried to its logical conclusion. I heard a, a gentleman the other day making the illustration, well, I, I want to be black. I want to be seven foot four. I want to be, I'm 64. I want to be 34. So where do you draw the line with, well, I feel like a 34-year-old man, even though I'm 64. Well, sorry, you're 64. So the culture has hijacked this. We're on our heels. We're afraid of talking about these things. And I think you don't have to pick a fight. As I said in the earlier question, you don't have to be angry at people, but you do need a courage to say, that's not what God intended. Male and female, he created them. Male and female, he made them image bearers of Christ. So the argument is not with me or a word. The argument is with God's design. And that's why I so appreciate what Christopher Yuan is doing in his writings. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615-281-9694, or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. We would love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain, and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.